airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, um, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. It's the Friday edition yes. of airing the Addisons. Mm-hmm. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. Sherry B is over in Studio CC. And I tell you what we'll do. We'll just kind of set up and then just open the phone lines right up because I really want to hear from our listeners. We've covered a lot this week. There's a lot that's happened. And I think our listeners have read a lot, heard yes. a lot. And um, boy, I bet, you know, this is those moments where um, probably... You're kind of like, man, I, I, you know, I want to say something. You know what I mean? Like maybe there's something that's burning on your mind, and you're like, yeah. bring that camera over here. Bring that. <laughs> Sorry, that's an old that's joke, old, old viral footage. <laughs> um, anyways, um, anyways, and so we want to give you an opportunity to do that. We want to set it up along the lines, and I say this just to provide some parameters, mm-hmm. you know. But we don't, you don't have to stay within these parameters. But I'll tell you what I was thinking. Um, just as we were headed um, toward this afternoon and, and looking ahead to the show, um, one of the things that came back to my mind was a program that we did several months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't keep lawlessness as a pet. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could just rerun that show. All right, I mean, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because it doesn't doesn't yeah. matter who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can't keep lawlessness as a pet. You mm. just can't. Uh, so that's that's one thing. And then the other thing is um, looking ahead. Now, we've kind of in some ways, you know, had some things um, set before us as Christians living in 21st century America. Now, let that be your first and foremost identity. You're a Christian living in 21st century America. Um, the the question is now, how do we proceed? Mm. And And that's the question that I'm asking. And I think yesterday, maybe the day before it was that we also asked the question, do you have a line? Do you and your family have a line in the sand? Do you know um, what your convictions are? Yeah. Have you developed those convictions? In some instances, have you exercised those convictions where you have a line and you just won't cross, won't cross it? You say, no, I'm not doing that. Or no, my kids can't do that. I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm not going there. I'm not going to say that. Um, now is the time. And you'll hear us talking about this increasingly while we have the opportunity. <laughs> that's yeah. a scary thought right while we can while while we can we'll be talking about the line for christians and developing strong conviction and and i'll tell you you know the big display if you will um of conviction uh is really built up kind of happens with those smaller displays those opportunities where we you know it's it's not on front street for everyone to see but it's those those small and really, you could argue that none of it's really small since it all kind of adds to, you know, that, I guess, being fortified, you know. Mm. Um, but this is all built up by the smaller decisions that you make every single day to live for the glory of God. And I will tell you, look, man, civil disobedience is real. Yeah. Right. It's not the same thing as lawlessness. Civil disobedience is real. And and when we when we um, resolve that we are going to do the things 
that glorify God and and no one's going to rob us of living for the glory of God. We have to be ready to face the consequences. We have to really have, you know, counted the cost. We have to consider it, make sure that you have all of the tools and all of the supplies you need to build the house before you undertake to build it. And then, you know, having considered all of that, then we have to just, we have to stand and take what comes our way. Um, I will just tell you that this is what Christians um, throughout generations have prepared for until only recently. Hmm. You know what I mean? Christians have always braced themselves for persecution. Uh, you look at the letter that uh, the apostle Peter wrote to the church, man, and he was talking about how, and this is, this is amazing. You know, when you see stuff like this, it's like, whoa, that's really foreign to us as Christians who are in America. It's really foreign to us. Um, but the apostle Peter saying that Christ taught us how to suffer by being an example of suffering. Yeah. He yeah. suffered to leave us an example of how to suffer. Now, you know, that goes in the category of no bad news. <laughs> don't nobody bring me no bad news. Like, I don't want to hear that because we everything's supposed to be great for us. You know what I mean? Like, but if, when you think about that, that our suffering savior was leaving for us an example, mm. teaching us mm-hmm. how to suffer. You look, you know. Nobody, nobody wants that. Right. None of us are masochists. None of us want to hurt ourselves like nobody. You know, we we, we're not trying to inflict pain on ourselves. But, man, we want to be ready if someone else attempts to do it. Mm. You know, like and and man, you know, we were at prayer last night and I was just my heart was just so impressed, you know, because Christians now are looking ahead and we're thinking about the worst things that can happen to us. We're thinking about the worst things that can happen to us. And let me just say this, and then we'll, I'll give the number. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll give the number now. We can start getting the phone lines queued up. 888-589-8840. Sherry B. will take your call. 888-589-8840 as we reflect on the week, kind of wrap up the week together, uh, sharing uh, in the body of Christ. Yeah. Um, the worst thing that can happen to a Christian is not suffering. That's is not, mm-hmm. all right? Um, the Apostle Peter told us, that the Lord suffered, leaving us an example of how to suffer. So that can't be like the worst thing that can happen, right? The worst thing that can happen to a Christian is not persecution. Under immense persecution, the gospel still spread. So it can't be that's the worst thing that can happen. Like, you know, persecution doesn't stop the gospel. That's not the worst thing that can happen to a Christian. And believe it or not, the worst thing that can happen to a Christian is not death. Mm. Remember, because of Christ, death doesn't have a sting for us. Come on. You understand that now that's that's spiritually understood. Yeah. Right. But because of Christ, death does not have a sting. That was the last enemy that Christ defeated. The victory is won, right? So, so the worst thing that happens for a Christian is not death. The worst thing that happens for a Christian is not suffering. It's not persecution. Ultimately it's not death. The worst thing that happened for a Christian, the worst thing that happened, man, I'm telling you, I just can't shake it. The worst thing that happened for a person who professes to be a follower of Christ is to be deceived and not know it. <laughs> to be following a type of figure that they have created and they now feel comfortable worshiping. The worst thing to happen for a Christian is to have idols that you don't even recognize in your own life. Mm. The, the worst thing to happen to a Christian is to have departed from your first love and not know it. Think that you're just Okay. So God in his amazing grace and his infinite wisdom, man, he reveals to us these areas where we maybe go astray, where we've gotten off track. This is God's mercy. Discipline is mercy. I know that there are horrible parents out there who discipline their children for the fun of it. They pick on their children for the fun of it. I know that those parents exist. But the large number of parents 
who are parenting for the glory of God. All right. Discipline their kids because they understand if they leave them to themselves, it means destruction. It's not good. How much more so the Lord God with us, yeah. right? That if we get off the rails, I mean, it's, it's not cute. <laughs> it's not cute for the Lord to, to, you know, oh, look at them. You know what I mean? Look at them. Look at what they're worshiping. Oh, isn't that, isn't that special? Man, come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, can you imagine? Isn't that special? They don't know me. Oh, shit. That's a that's French. <laughs> that's that Lafayette. Cajun French. Yeah. Lafayette. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, no. God steps in and he disciplines us. And you better be grateful for the discipline. You know, you always look if. if <laughs> be concerned if God goes silent in your life. Mm. Be concerned if you no longer are convicted. Come on. Now. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. If, if you're approved as a son, you will be disciplined. If you don't have that discipline, man, that's when, you know. Right. That's hey, what hey. Con- should concern us. You know, yes. there's no yes. conviction, you know, no uh, Holy Spirit nudging and saying, Come hey, on. you're stepping out of line and you need to get back. If there's mm-hmm. none of that, oh, man. <laughs> so, so, so you think about this. I, I, I will tell you, you, look, you know, we looked at this, you know, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um. We said, wow, man, the Lord had mercy on our country. Yeah. The Lord had mercy on oh, Christians yeah. in this country. Really did. I'm telling you, I, I don't think in the history of this country, we um, enjoyed an administration where uh, Christians could have freely made um, so many gains. Right. Mm-hmm. But in that time period, while there were, you know, and, and again, it's one of these things where you don't want to say nobody because that's not true, you know. But obviously we missed something and there was something that we did that was different than what God expected. Let me not say expected as if God does not know the right. end from the beginning. Right. But that God proposed, if you will, for us to do. Right. So now here we come back and we're storming heaven Figuratively speaking, we're praying and we're saying, Lord, this and Lord, that. And 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 so what do you do when I mean, it's it's beyond our ability to deny that the Lord is like, no. No. What is what is you know, what do you what do you do with that? And so yeah. now you have to turn to self introspect introspection. You have to you have to look at yourself and say, OK, <laughs> um, well, that's not that's not the outcome. That we're hoping for. So now what do we do? Yeah. (laughs) Well, maybe in some ways this is what was needed for Christians who had put their eyes and their hopes somewhere else. Maybe so. I I, I believe that God allows things to happen, you Mm -hmm. know, and it and a lot of times that allowing things to happen is his mercy to draw us back to him. You know, so look, I I, I think um, and I was telling someone is this this is the time for the church. I think yeah. this is these are the years for the church yeah. where it's going to be easy to identify who uh, a fellow follower of Christ is. Oh, yes, sir. Y- you know, and it yep. won't be much confusion. That's and so right. going forward, I, I really believe that the remnant um, will uh, be be noticeable. You'll be able to know uh, who you're labor laboring with. And, mm-hmm. and and I think that's important because there's been a lot of confusion, a lot of, you know, and so. I see God's mercy all over this. I see God's Amen. mercy. I see God giving, uh, telling us, hey, you need to uh, uh, examine yourself, turn mm-hmm. to me, repent, 
Like these are great things. These are mm-hmm. things if, if we will do them, yep. you know, man, that's the mm-hmm. proper response. I agree. I agree 100%. And I'm telling you, look, you know, I, I know that for some of our listeners, this may be difficult, but we need to pray for uh, for believers who voted, um, who voted for policies that are antithetical to the faith. And let me tell you why. We need to pray because I believe increasingly those believers are going to say, man, what have we done? Mm. Oh, what have we done? Wow. Wow. What have we done? We didn't expect that. You know, and so we need to pray because this is this is it. You know, the refiners, the refiners fire. Yeah. All right. Well, the great. Where do we go first? All right. Let's go to Bob in Texas. Hi, Bob. Hey. Hello. I won't I won't uh, be long, but I just wanted to commend uh, uh, y'all yesterday, especially Mickey's remarks. Mm-hmm. She was right on. She sounded like a what I would envision a 21st century John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. But uh America's in trouble, mm. and uh, it's because of sin, mm-hmm. and uh, and we, we've become like Sodom and Gomorrah, mm. and uh, and 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 so what we're fixing to experience is uh, is is I think I think God's going to, with His mercy, He's going to chastise mm-hmm. uh, the church. He's mm-hmm. looking for the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To do something. He's not looking for the world to do something. That's right. Mm-hmm. But America itself has. Uh, uh, absolutely turned against its principles that God created her uh, with. And so yes. with that said, uh, I think that I think that God's going to do some great things uh, during this situation because he does his best work uh, uh, when there's suffering. And, mm. and I just want to say that I appreciate, I wish what you said yesterday, Mickey, would be preached from every uh, pulpit in the nation where the gospel is still preached. Mm, God bless you. God bless you guys. Thank you. God bless you, Brother Bob. God God. bless you. Look, I'm telling you, it's it's something about what our brother just said about the way God works. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I'll I'll tell you, it's in our best interest to be in a position to recognize that we need God. We need God. Whether we recognize it or not, it's in our best interest to recognize that we need God and to turn to him. And we are now in that position, as our brother was just suggesting strongly, we are now in that position for God to do the work that we desperately need. Mm -hmm. We need this work that God is doing. Amen. Thank you, Brother Bob, for that call. I appreciate it. Well, the great. Let's grab the break mm-hmm. and then come back and go straight away to the phone lines. I want to talk right. to you today. 888-589-8840. Aaron the Addisons will be right back. Talk a little bit. So I'm out here giving the gospel. Said a couple things straight, you know what I mean? Yeah. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We appreciate you spending this hour with us um, and growing to know us. You know, mm-hmm. we when we open these uh, microphones, we are talking to the body of Christ. Uh, we understand that um, sometimes there may be people who um, are not members of the body of Christ, and and um, you're free to listen in. That's why we try to give clear presentations of the gospel. 
so that you understand what fuels our conviction when we talk about cultural issues. But we are unashamedly talking to the body of Christ, members of the body of Christ. I was talking to the household of faith, encouraging members of the body of Christ. That is our greatest alliance, right? Mm. That's that's Mm. our highest identity to be found in the body of Christ. We're not ashamed of that. That's right. We're not we're not ashamed of that at all, because we understand that, man, to be excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, man, that's our that was automatic destruction for us. But now Jesus Christ has brought us into his kingdom, into his body, right? And that's a big deal. So um, anyway, we appreciate you listening. Man, I just, <laughs> why can't I just say thanks for listening? Um, I'm Miki, <laughs> and, and I'm Will, and that was Jonathan Baker with Giving the Gospel. All right. Sherry B is over in Studio CC. <laughs> She's got calls queued up, and yes. I hear it's a lot. So we'll try to move with great speed through some of these calls, um, which means I won't talk much. You can say what's on your heart. <laughs> Will the Great. Well, don't laugh right. like it can't happen. Come on, man. Come on. I was going to say believe in me, but nope, that's heresy. Um, right. <laughs> believe in Jesus. <laughs> that's funny. That's when you're just oversaved. You're just too saved. Can't even say believe in me. Um, all right. Where do we go? Will all right. Let's go to uh, Mildred in Ohio. Hi, Mildred. Hi. Hello. Um, I, you know, I, I, maybe this is off the subject of what you're talking about, but I think all this talk about Trump getting impeached, instead of that, he should be thanked for the job that he has done. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. No, Mildred, I agree with you. I agree. Oh, I, I absolutely agree with you. Um, and and I, I will tell you this. Uh, I, I don't think that anyone's going to contradict me on this. The the people who are calling out for the president to be impeached and to have charges brought against him. I was reading some other articles. Um, all right, let me hold on. Not reading those articles. Looking at the headlines. All right. Some sites. <laughs> I just look at the headlines. I don't even read the articles. Um, but calling for the for charges to be brought against the president. And all of these things. It's crazy. These are the people who would not thank him for the work that he's done because they are in opposition to the work that he's done. Look, so, so it's not going to happen. It's crazy. And you think about some of the things that he has done, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it really is amazing. I ran across uh, something kind of outlining some of the things. And when you think about uh, four years now, mm-hmm. the Middle uh, East Peace Accords, yeah. <laughs> something that 71 years of political intervention and endless war failed to produce, Come you on. know, um, the the the. People thought that he was going to be a president that was going to be in wars and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. No Mm -hmm. war. (laughs) You know, the way that he handled, you know, I guess you would call the the enemies of America. You know, I'm thinking about North Korea. I'm thinking about, Uh man, like all of that stuff. And don't mention like, you know, the things he did on life. And come on. It's just so many things that when you look at people wanting to impeach him, it's, it's just really amazing. You know, it's it's amazing to see, and I I will never forget seeing stories about witches doing hexes and trying to cast spells and all this type of stuff, and that just showed me that man, that something is going on here. Come on, that's beyond President Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what really got my antenna. I was like, hold on, this is a spiritual thing. These people are doing this, mm-hmm. man. So mm-hmm. as believe as a believer, I'm like, Lord, well, <laughs> you know. What's going on? I, I do not want to be found on the side of, you know, the witches. Come on. So, I you mean, know, that, that, that to could, me, that's yeah. obvious. But yes. anyway, there's so many yes. things that have been done. And I think when history is written, mm-hmm. I think when you look back at all the things that has, has happened, he will, in my opinion, go down as one of the greatest, well, at least uh, one-term president 
you yeah. know, of all time. I mean, yeah. when, you, when you look at what's being done. Yeah. But my yeah. thing is, you Exposing know. in the dark web. All um, of that stuff. You know. Uh, the trafficking Uncovering stuff. human traffickers. Yes. You yes. know, it's, it's yeah. just a lot of things that yeah. has been Prison done. Prison reform. Prison reform. That's the something economy. that they're, always, oh they're always talking about, but yeah. never really happened. That's right. And, I, you know, I That's think, right. you know, we have to say, okay, yes, he did that, you know. But as a church, man, we have to be focused that it's not about a man, per se. It's mm-hmm. not about, you know. Um, it's about what God did. Exactly, yeah. about what God yeah. did. And, and wow. you know, and it's, yeah. it's crazy to see what's going on in our country. But, hey, yeah. I think you're right. Mm. You know, I did. I did. Oh, no, let's go to the phone lines. I'll, if, right. if it comes up again, if we circle back to it, then I'll know that it's the Lord's will for me to comment on it. Okay. Where do we go next? Will All right. Let's go to Hoss in Arkansas. Hi, Hoss. Hello. Hey. Hey. hey first Hello. off, this is the first time I've been able to get through to you guys. I, I listen to you guys every day. You're awesome. awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You know, so and, and it's, I love it when you get a chance to talk. <laughs> Come no, on now, no, don't no, cause no, problems wait. for us. You know, you were on fire yesterday, man. I was like, "Woo, yeah, <laughs> preach it!" I was on my feet. Yeah, yeah I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> but hey, you know what I wanted to talk about? What mm-hmm. I wanted you to guys to to talk about a little bit is, you know, with what's what's happened recently in the past few days. Mm-hmm. And what's happened, you know, with with the lack of response to all of the voter fraud, you know, my wife and I are. I mean, I'm a, I'm a veteran, and mm-hmm. thank you. I can't tell you. I go from sad to angry, yeah, to sad again, and and I I, I never thought I'd see this in my lifetime, and I feel bad for my kids and for my grandkids. Mm-hmm. You know, what is this country going to go to? And you're right. This, I believe, is is God's disciplining the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have no clue what's going to happen next. But, you know, in this world, we will have tribulation. That's right. right? Mm-hmm. That's right. It's true. That's true. So, you know, so I, I, I just praying yeah. all the time. Well, thank you, Amen. Hoss. Amen. I, you're right. I, I agree. You know. Thank you so much for your call and thank you for your service. Um, let me just say this, you know, when we talk about the kinds of things that transpired in our country um, recently in the last, even in the last few months, when you look at, you know, the different, the riots all across the country and things like that. And you look at the voter fraud, um, you look at, I, I was, uh, again, reading the first few lines of an article, okay, mm-hmm. um, that talked about what caused the win in Georgia and who's taking credit for that. And again, I cannot stress enough that the proliferation of the gospel secures for us a type of culture, a type of environment where these things are not so. And I think some people listening to me are like, man, I don't know. That's just too, that's overly simplistic. Like Mm. it just can't be just the gospel. Why not? (laughs) Why not? Look at what the gospel did spreading across Rome. Come on. Why not? All you, the way you're, to Caesar's house. <laughs> come on, come on. You know, it's like why not? You know, so many of the institutions that we value that we have seen secularize over the years, and so mm-hmm. we don't know that it has a Christian root. It has a Christian root. Mm. Hospitals care for the sick. You understand? Like, I mean, look, the Romans were like, man, sickness is weakness. <laughs> Put those jokers out in the street and see mm. how they fend for themselves. We don't. And what the Christians go along and scoop them up and care for them. <laughs> the origin of hospitals. 
Same thing with, with foster families. Same thing with adoption. When infants were exposed because the family was like, ah, you know, we don't want that one. <laughs> well, the wow. Christians, Christians go gather them up. Mm. Christians. The, the, here's what we can't forget about who we are. We are culture changers. That's what mm-hmm. that's but that's written. Look, that's written into our code. And man, look, and, and there are people who don't follow Christ. I, I remember my brother Abraham talking about this one day that um, who recognized that Christianity is good for this world. Like they, that's they, right. they, they recognize, man, the things if you subtract Christians from the whole equation, man, mm-hmm. <laughs> which are, what are you left with? It's chaos. And look, so, man, you're right. Let me tell you something. As Christians, you know, it fuels our engagement and we make calls and we say things, you know, publicly that for us, it's the result of being in a relationship with Jesus Christ. But there are people who don't know Jesus, right, who who don't fear him. Right. Um, but they will hear these things and they go, man, because God is logical, <laughs> the things that we say should also be logical. Right. So to a person who has the ability to hear Right. They should listen and should be like, wait a minute. Hold on. Like, I remember I'll just say this just real quick. You know, I did an interview um, when we first started the boycott of Target mm-hmm. and we're talking about what Target's uh, bathroom policies, their changing room policies are, you know, and I was invited to do an interview on a secular program. And I go on this program and the guy is talking to me and it's amazing. You know, he's like, he's like, now listen, you know, he goes, I'm not, I don't share your views. I don't share the views of your organization. He says to me D- during the interview, right? <laughs> he goes, but this is too much. Hmm. He goes, this is too much. He goes, I'm not, I don't believe in what you believe in. And, and of course, you know, cause, cause I'm me, I'm like, well, I hope that you would. <laughs> right. I do. Right. I hope that you would, you know I mean? Ah, it's kind of scary to me that you can just say, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I don't, I'm not a Christian <sighs> and you know it, you know what I mean? Like, come on, you know? Um, but he's like, but this is too much. Mm. So he signed the petition. Yeah. What's the point? What am I saying? There are people who will not share our views. They will not share our Christian conviction. But when we speak rightly and tell the truth about who God is, these people cannot dispute it. <laughs> the problem is, the problem is, is that for several decades, we have not been telling the truth about who God is. Mm. We've just been Man. we've just been living nice little just like, you know, comfortable lives alongside one another and saying, hey, my morals are this and they're good. They're superior to yours. So you should be like me. <laughs> now we have an opportunity to say, Man, you know, OK, enough of all of that. <laughs> <laughs> you need Jesus and I need Jesus. And here is why and we can give a defense for the faith. We can prove that Christianity is true. Amen. All right. Well, the great. Where do we go? All right, let's go to Larry in Tennessee. Hi, Larry. Hello, cousin. <laughs> Hello. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what. I'm seventy one years old. I was born in Memphis, Tennessee in nineteen fifty and I've lived through Jim Crow, uh segregation, uh Obamacare, and I've hated them all. <laughs> we have a we have a very, very, very large family. I have helped to save lives in my own way, over 140 pints of blood to help save lives. Mm. I've got that many blood brothers and sisters <laughs> through, mm. through pre-born, uh, 83 babies maybe Please have saved God. their lives. There's so much good you can do out there. Mm-hmm. I turned my audio Bibles on two years ago. 
I've gone through the Bible ten times in two years, mm. and what was happening on TV was happening in the Bible <laughs> at the same time. Wow. Come it's on. It's all right there. We've read the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, climate change is in Genesis, and global warming is in uh, Revelation. <laughs> uh, while we were going going through what was going on in Africa back in, give or take, May, <laughs> the locust had ate the pastures up and the leaves off the mm-hmm. trees. Yes. People were having to sell their livestock. Mm. I was going through it in the Bible. Wow. It's there. It's there. God bless you. There is one race, Mm -hmm. two genders, and the Holy Trinity. Love y'all guys. God bless you, you, cousin. (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm glad to be in the family with Larry. I don't know that I've ever heard anyone say, I lived through Jim Crow, segregation, Obamacare, and I hated them all. I don't know. That's... It's like you want to go out for, you know, like say you want to go out to get something to eat. You want to go out for a burger and cereal? <laughs> a burger. <laughs> but not for Larry. Larry's like, nope, that's it's all the same. That's funny, Larry. That's really funny. Thank you so much for calling and thank you for listening. We appreciate that. Where do we go next, Will the Great? All right, let's go to Jamie in Louisiana. Hi, Jamie. Hello, hello, Will and uh, Mickey. How are y'all today? Good, good. Good, <laughs> good, good. good. I really enjoy what you guys are doing as far as equipping. Kind of reminds me of um, Noah's Ark. You know, the Bible says that God told Noah to use pitch, which was a as a tree resin that actually sealed the ark so that what was inside of it could not get out and what was outside could not mm. get in. Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of where we're at now. Um, mm, the cool. Holy Spirit came to reprove the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Mm-hmm. That is its purpose in the earth, and what what bothers me about the body of Christ is that we, for to a degree, we understand uh, certain things about sin, certain things about righteousness, yeah, as far as pointing it out. And then of course, those are kind of borderline and still confused with sin and righteousness. That's why we have all these crazy gender laws. Uh, <laughs> but the thing about judgment is really what is kind of troubling my spirit because people don't understand that what's happening now. It's because God has released his hand. Judgment mm. is hitting. The Holy Spirit mm. comes to reprove of sin. Once the people of God preach on sin, reveal the righteousness, and if the people reject, if the majority, and that's what's going on, the majority of the heads of states, the ones in a high authority, when they begin to reject what is sin and what is righteousness, God's judgment begins to hit the land. And the people of God, I'm listening to them that are, you know, that are supposed to be up in the church, Mm-hmm. Deep in the church, but they're not sensitive to the to the spirit of judgment. Listen, I'm gonna say this. I know you guys have to go. When when the prophets understood that God spoke and said, "Israel, you get ready to go into captivity. Mm-hmm. Judah, you get mm-hmm. ready to go into captivity." That was listen to this very carefully. That was a time when the prophets prayed to see what was God gonna do. But when God revealed through the Spirit what He was going to do, guess what? That prayer switched. The prophets begin to get the people ready for captivity because they knew the spirit of God. Say, look, no more prayer can be done. My judgment is set. I'm about to bring these things upon you because you have rejected me. And I'm going to be honest with you. That's where I feel America is at. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that God is saying pray for this anymore. I'm just, I'm not saying nobody's saying pray. I'm just saying what I feel in my spirit. In order for, I'm, because what I say is people of God, 
in order for what God has a divine narrative. Hey, Jamie, we're about universe. to hit this break. We're about to hit this break. We're going to have okay. to let you wrap it up. You got 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's about to bring something great to pass, but America will have to be out of the picture as far as its influence in the world in order for the Antichrist to come. We'll be right back. All Ten Commandments, rolled up in one. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Come on, don't forget that when you help on, it's the law that you have. We want to say, yeah. We gon' make it, we gon' make it, we gon' make it. Say, yeah. We gon' make it, we gon' make it, we gon' make it. We are, we are gonna make it. The victory's already won. Like, we, we are gonna make it. Like, this is not... I mean, man, I'm telling you, I hate, I know that there are some people, so I want to be very, very sensitive. There are some people who are just like, it's going to take a few weeks to get over just being kind of stunned about where we are. But for those of us, let me say who, you know, maybe you have a little bit of a different perspective. These are, these are some exciting times, mm -hmm. right? Because now collectively we have an opportunity to focus and to streamline mm. in a way that we have not focused and streamlined before. Yeah. So when we approach this process, this streamlining, it's important for us to understand that we're already victorious, mm. that we that there's no loss for the Christian. Mm -hmm. The Christian does not lose. And, and, and man, forgive me. I, I don't mean this to sound like a high school pep rally. I really don't. <laughs> I'm, I, but I really believe what I'm saying. So I don't want to I don't want to just like hold it in. You know, how sometimes with you know, around someone who's in a bad mood, you're tempted to kind of mirror that bad mood because yeah. you don't want to like rub your good mood in their face. You know, but maybe in this situation, it's not so much rubbing. It's just saying, hey, listen, come on. We've already like what what did our cousin Larry say? We've already read the book. Yeah. Yeah. We already know how this all turns out. Unless unless some of us are reading the book and we don't really believe that. Yeah. We believe that this was our final hope. This was it for us. Mm. Right. No, I don't believe that at all. Yeah. I really am reading the book. All right. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We're going to make it. I'm going to make it. And I'm Will, and that was Jacob. We're going to make it. Thanks, Jacob. <laughs> Sherry V is over in studio. CC, we got phones queued up. Yes. Our phone lines queued up because yes. it's Friday, and we want you to talk back to us. Uh, Will the Great, where do we go now? Right, Real quick, before we go there, uh, yeah. just hearkening back to what Jamie was saying before the break. Yes. Because he mentioned something about prayer. And um, and I, I, when he said that, my, my mind was jogged to Jeremiah. And I think this is what he is mentioning in Jeremiah chapter 7 and in Jeremiah chapter 14. There's a word that God speaks to Jeremiah, uh, to Jeremiah, and in seven, uh, starting at, at verse sixteen, he said, "As for you, do not pray for this people, and do not lift up a cry of prayer for them, and do not intercede with me, for I do not hear you. I do not see. Uh, do do you not see what they are doing in the cities of Judah, and in the streets of Jerusalem? The children gather wood, and the fathers kindle the fire, and the women knead dough to make cakes for the queen of heaven." And they pour out drink offerings to other gods in order to spite me. Do mm. they do they spite me, declares the Lord? Is is it not themselves they spite to their own shame? Therefore, thus says the Lord God, behold, my anger and my wrath will be poured out on this place, on man and on beast and on the trees of the field, on the fruit of the ground, and it will burn and not be quenched. And so... Um, that, there we have where God is <laughs> saying to Jeremiah, mm -hmm. no, you know, don't, uh, it had gotten to a point where it was like, I don't want the prayers. Like, don't it, petition me for it, that. That's it. And, and, wow. um, one more in verse in, in chapter, um, 14, 
in verse 11, well, in, starting at 10, it says, Thus says the Lord to the people, even so they have loved to wander, they have not kept their feet in check, therefore the Lord does not accept them. Now he will remember their iniquity and call their sins to account. So the Lord said to me, Do not pray for the welfare of this people. When they fast, I'm not going to listen to their cry. And when they offer burnt offering and grain offering, I'm not going to accept them. Rather, I am going to make an end of them by the sword, famine, and pestilence. Now, I'm not saying that that's where America is, but I'm just going, going back to where, Jer- yeah. where um, Jamie, you know, mm-hmm. said that he was feeling in, in his uh, spirit. And the thing is, I think there is a point where God is like, look, mm-hmm. that's enough. Mm-hmm. You know, they're spiting, they're, they're trying to spite me, but they're spiting themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think when, when mm-hmm. the, the show we had yesterday about pornography, Mm-hmm. How the United States, she thought, you know, was like number one, Top you of know, the, list. Uh, the mm-hmm. abortions, uh, uh, just the wickedness that's taking place, the, the same sex marriages, all these mm-hmm. different things that's going the corruption, the mm-hmm. murder in the streets, all this stuff. We cannot think that God is just uh, turning his head and, and winking his eye at the stuff that's happening, right. that's been that's happening right. for years. Mm-hmm. There is a point. And I'm not saying that we're there yet. I don't know. Yeah. But there is a point. And th- these scriptures, you know, I- I've been reading the book of Jeremiah and I had yeah. to watch myself. because I'm like, man, I read it. I'm like, man, it seems like I'm seeing what, like, like like Larry was saying what I'm reading. Yeah. You know? yeah. But man, you know, I know that there wow. is a point and I pray that God still does have mercy you know, towards us in this. But man, I think. You know what Jamie was saying. I can I understand what he's saying. That's that's what mm, I'm trying to yeah. put some scripture no, to what he good. was saying. That's good. Right. I appreciate that because, man, I I guess just based on what you're saying, well, the great it seems like we can we can get to a point where it's almost it's almost a display of arrogance to think that we're too good to be judged. Yeah, that we can do whatever we want and that the law is not going to you know, it's like the you know, the good kid. I'm, I can't get in trouble so I can <laughs> I can do whatever I want. It's always going to be that one over there. Yeah. You know, so yeah. anyways, where do we go? next? All right. Let's go to um, Adam in Mississippi. Hi, Adam. Hey, how you doing, guys? Y'all doing all right this New Year's? Yes. Yeah, doing great. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> Good. I listen to you guys a, uh, a lot. Uh, I wanted to weigh in on the pornography thing, but um, since you weren't taking any phone calls, I'll weigh in on the protest. Uh, you can, no, you you can, can talk, talk about, about that. whatever you want. On Friday, you, yeah. you're free gonna, to talk about whatever you like. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to throw too much out there for y'all to you know have too much to comment on. But, okay. um, you know, talking about a check in your spirit, Mm-hmm. You know, I followed Trump all the way through his first term, mm-hmm. and uh, I followed him in his campaign. And I followed, and I've talked to a lot of different peoples, and uh, and and also myself. I'm also a young uh, millennial who's conservative as well. Mm-hmm. And where I got a check in my spirit, and where I got my check in the spirit was when these people start talking about how Congress is a holy place. And how how it's it's just like this beacon of light, mm. and how this this place is like that's holy ground. Last time I checked, mm, holy yes. ground uh, involved one man and a burning bush. Man, come on, Adam. And, and, and Congress is <laughs> Congress is far from a burning bush. Mm. And and it just it checked me in my spirit that these people were so high minded mm. that not even a common man can sit at your desk. Mm. You make so much money, what, what? Because you you make all that money, and you're lawmakers, the the, the, the taxpayers who have funded the building of the Capitol, they can't even they can't even occupy there. They can't <laughs> that they're they're not good enough to sit at your desk. Mm. And then all of a sudden now they're 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 desecrating a holy ground. Wow, that sit right with me. Yeah, no, I understand. That sit right with me. I understand no, look, that, Adam. Adam, I hear you. And I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I think it's a true reflection of what is hidden in the heart. 
mm-hmm. of these people that we sent to Washington. Man. Truly, I'm telling you, look, for some of these people, it does not matter <laughs> what happens with the economy. They're still going to eat. All right. And they're going right. to eat well. Right. You understand what I'm oh, saying? Man. I mean, for, for these people, it does not matter which businesses they shut down because, right. you know, um, yeah. hello, they're still going to get their they're hair gonna done. Eat, they're going to eat well and they're going to tell everybody else, let them eat cake. Let them eat cake. Or ice cream. Nancy, or ice cream or whatever it is. You know, <laughs> you know that, you that, can, they're going to eat know. well. And they, why don't they just eat cake? You can, <laughs> you can look, cake. you can wander the streets man. looking like who did it and tried to get away with it. But I'm about to go get a blowout. I'm going to I am going to get this hair did. OK. It's but, and, and I say that because that is like that's one of those like humorous um, illustrations of what is really in their heart. They're above us. And, and you know, we vote for them. We send them. And, and let me tell you, R's and D's alike. Mm-hmm. All right. Vote. OK. Vote. But that's what's in their heart. It's yeah. like all of a sudden you made them some sort of like duchess. Hey, hmm. thanks. You know, hmm. and, and, and that's how the and that's how those people live. Man, our, our government was never supposed to be like that. That's right. Of by and for it doesn't look like it anymore. Hmm. Hey, hey, that rhymes. I, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, where do we go next? All week? right. Let's go to Lori in North Carolina. Hi, Lori. Hi, how are you? Doing Hello. good. Hello. Good. Um, I just have to say that I truly believe that your radio show is the voice of reason in a world of confusion. And Mickey, I think you could have your own church. If you had a church, I'd come and listen to you every day. Oh, God bless you. you you're Lord. just great. Um, I, I wanted to comment on a couple of things, this election. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, that's one of my favorite phrases. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. You know, it's against, mm. there's spirits behind all of this. And that's kind of, I think where God is, telling me to put my focus is get my eyes off these people Hmm. and put my eyes back on him. Amen. And I am, I'm I'm also looking for advice, direction. I'm one of those people that I've spent days, hours, months on my knees in my prayer closet for this election. I was in Washington, D.C. in September for the prayer march. And now that it's all over and it's gone the way that it has, I've kind of battled some depression, um, mm. anxiety. Mm-hmm. A lot of those, it's hard. I'm having a hard time. Mm-hmm. I feel lost in a way. It's like, now what? Now what, God? Now mm-hmm. what do I do? I still maybe in that stunned place. Mm-hmm. You have talked a little bit of that about that on your program, but um, where do we go from here? Yeah. What? What now? Mm. That's, that's a, a man. Question. That's a that that is a great question. First of all, let me say this, Laura. You're so sweet. I really do appreciate you. I would say um, that it's important to be in a Bible believing church, Amen. where um, the man of God who is entrusted with the Word of God is preaching from the pulpit the truth of God. Amen. And I think that's first and foremost what we as believers need to be fortified. Of course, we need to be praying and we need to be reading the Word. And I don't want that to sound as like you know it's a just a quick throwaway. But we also need to be actively involved in the body. There is something about the body of Christ that God in his manifold wisdom constructed the church, right? And all of us have these different gifts where we come together and the body builds itself up in love. The apostle Paul wrote to the Ephesians. Mm. And so this is important. Let me say that first and foremost, 
But then let me say this to your question, Lori, about, you know, what is it that we're to be doing? I'm almost kind of stunned. I think I think you are so not alone in that. Right. I think that there are so many Christians who we love the Lord. We're serving the Lord. We are also activists. So we believe that we're supposed to be occupying, making gains, that we have a faith that is active, that is real. And so we're doing it. We're about our father's business. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we feel we feel stunned, as you say. I think that's the right way to describe it. But let me let me point this out here. And this is not a recommendation. This is not a pitch for this movie. I remember this back from my high school years. But if you remember the movie Forrest Gump, where Forrest started running, remember he's running across the country and people started joining him and they just started running. And so many people were just running because people were running. And, and, you know, it started to grow. People saw Forrest running, so they start running. And then people saw people running, they start running. And all of a sudden, Forrest Gump is running across the country and he's got these, this mob of people behind him. They're just running, right? <laughs> Remember? Remember? Right. It's all coming back to people. They're just running. And, and then all of a sudden, Forrest stops, right? <laughs> and and, and, and the, the reporters, they're all out there and they're, and they're, like, they're like, wait, what, what now? What do we? And he's like, well, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> guess I'll go home. Right. <laughs> and everybody else is like, what are we supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because they were running without purpose. Mm. There was no reason for their running. All that mm. they were doing and they were exerting all this energy and they were active and they were going and they were all, you know, they're all running and everything. They're running. And then when, you know, forest stops, <laughs> they stop. Come on. Man. And now there's no purpose and they feel empty. But when you run for a purpose. See, Christians run to win the race, Come on. right? And the race is not what we're doing here, right? Mm. We're talking about an eternal race. We're talking about an eternal victory, right? That's what good. lies ahead of us is an eternal victory. There is a laurel for us that is that this world doesn't know anything about. That's right. Right? And so we should not mistake the things that we do here in real time for ultimately the purpose that God has placed us here. It is for his glory that we live here. And the things that we do should always be pointing to the glory of God. So in that sense, when we think of it that way, we're, we're not done. We don't have time to be stunned, Lori. There's still, we still should be running because we're not done. <laughs> There's still work to do. Amen. We still have work to do because we are still about advancing the kingdom of God. It's not about getting our candidates elected. Come on. Come on. Now, listen, sometimes those are nice byproducts and those things happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And that that's really great. But why do we want that candidate in office? Well, because there's an opportunity for the gospel to continue to proliferate under that particular administration that you don't have under that one. But, hey, the gospel is not going to be stifled. Come on. The early church has already proven it. <laughs> but but, you know, it's for it's for it's for your benefit that you have this kind of administration. But if you don't, the gospel's still going to go forward. That's right. Man, that's right. So my point is this, Lori, shake yourself, Mm. stir yourself, be stunned no longer, because the work that you were doing is not just a temporal work. If, in fact, it wasn't just a temporal work. Amen. If the work is for the glory of God, if it's for the advancing of God's kingdom, the building up of the body of Christ, right, then there's still work to do. Yep. You know, God didn't close his iPad, shut off his iPad with this election result. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how people close their laptop? Well, psh, that's it. They slam it down. Where, what are we? God's not doing that. You know, he's not like, okay, well, I don't know. You know? No, because we have to understand that God's purposes will be realized. Yeah. His plan will come to fruition. As our cousin Larry said a few calls ago, you know, we already read the book. Amen. We already know how this all turns out. God will be glorified. 
He will be praised. He will be exalted. The question is, do we right here, right now, get to kind of share in this joy that is adding to the kingdom of God, advancing the kingdom of God, rearing our children for the glory of God, living and existing in our covenant marriages for the glory of God, shoring up our families and our households for the glory of God, working and laboring for the glory of God, telling the truth about gender and human sexuality for the glory of God. We must keep doing those things. We're running for a purpose. We're not just following gump. <laughs> you could do a lot with that. <laughs> That's good. You think about that. All right. We're out of time. <laughs> Until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.